episode 251, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 5, episode 18, All Roads Lead. Dot, dot, dot. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome back to Welcome to Level 7. My name is Ben, Ben Avery. And why is that important? It's really not. But what's important is I like the MCU. And what's the MCU? It's what we're talking about right now. And that is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We are running up to the end of Season 5. And when I say we, I'm of course talking about the people on the show. But I'm also talking about me and my co-host for tonight. And that is... Samantha, hello. Yes, welcome back, Samantha. Um, are you are you ready for this? Yes, I am. Uh, this is an interesting episode. There's a yes. lot of stuff in this episode. <laughs> Very intense. So let's start there. I know we were okay. First of all, this is going to be a pretty streamlined episode. Everyone, we're not having any news. Yes, we know about um, there. They said something about the Eternals being a movie that might be in development at some time in the point of the future. And also Kevin Feige has also been said, been quoted to have said something about Moon Knight is on their radar. But basically all that is just press stuff. It's 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 websites asking questions about what's going on. And it's it's studios saying, yeah, of course, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about everything. So that's the news. That's the news. The MCU, the people behind it, they're thinking about everything. And, yes. And they might do some of it. So that's uh, – and we also aren't going to be doing any feedback for this episode, partially because we don't have any yet. Um, and, and partially because um, we don't – we, we want to keep this one a little bit quicker, streamline it, because there's some big stuff happening this week. I don't know if you know. But – after we've seen, well, before we see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 19, there's also the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff series of movies. <laughs> um, and, and, and we might be going to see that movie, too, and talking about that. So, yeah. So all roads lead. Samantha, what was yes. your emotional reaction when this episode was done? I was absolutely flabbergasted. <laughs> I was emotionally spent and I didn't rewatch this episode, but I certainly rewatched the end of it because I, I felt like I might've missed something. It happened so quickly. That, this, well, that was, this, this, this <clears throat> chiming and the structure of this episode are strange because the, it's, you still have the five act structure but the first three acts are done within the first 30 minutes of the episode. Yeah, which isn't completely unusual. But, I mean, they've done that before, uh, especially in, like, season finales where yeah. act five will end up being 20 minutes long. So that all that stuff can happen all together because there's so much so much stuff to happen all the loose ends are being tied up and the big climaxes are happening but uh yeah you're right this this felt just off balance i don't know if that's the best word for it but that's kind of the word the way i felt with this episode was there's the stakes were there was a number of different things happening that could have been the climax of the episode you know, I yeah. mean, like even with Talbot, which is where we're going to start here. Um, Talbot has a mission. His mission is to get Robin. He sees her drawings and he tries to get her to explain the drawings. And then when he finds out it doesn't work like that, he says, I have to kidnap you. And she says, I know. Coulson arrives. Coulson's kicking himself for not thinking that in that six months in Hydra's care, quote unquote, might have some consequences. And then you have what could have been the climax to an episode 
where Talbot's fighting the brainwashing and, and Coulson ends up using the brainwashing to get Talbot to stop and, and free Robin. And, and then you have Talbot doing the whole, you know, is he going to shoot himself or is he not going to shoot himself or what's, what's going to happen? And, and this, that it's in and of itself could have been the end of the episode. I was really shocked that some of that scene took place in front of a child, though when it gets to the worst part of the scene, they do pull Robin out of there. Yeah. You know, that's that's a weird thing. You know, you you watch a show and there's child endangerment happening on the show, like a child's dangling off a roof or something like that. And, you know, it's not real, you know, and but it's still uncomfortable to see children put in danger. But what's always been more uncomfortable to me is child actors being in a scene that's intense for whatever reason. I mean, it could be a horror movie thing. Um, that's always been interesting is, is, you know, child actors going to, you know, being in movies that they aren't technically able to go and see in the theater because it's R rated or whatever. And I've always wondered about, you know, is there a point in time where like when they're old enough, finally their parents say, yeah, remember that movie you were in? We're gonna let you see it now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, this is, you're, you're absolutely right. Like the child was there. The question is how much was the child actor in there for? Cause they could pull the child actor out even when in our minds in the scene, the child is still there. Yeah. But, well, there are some full shots of them, uh, kind of distant shots where you can see both Talbot and Robin head to toe. And yeah, um, yeah, she's there in the scene. You can't really CGI her in. I don't think there there would be a point. No, no, not if yeah. you, not if it saves a lot of money. Just to have the kid who's right in the next room, you know, sitting in her chair eating snacks. Yeah, uh, bring her over. Yeah, I, I I do wonder. I mean, it's the kind of thing where the child is a professional actor who is hopefully able to separate reality from from fiction and yeah uh, but then the other thing that gets me is when you have children who do the emotional acting and when they are playing the reaction to horrible tragedy and that kind of thing and um there's some amazing children's actors this children's actor i actually don't know her name but robin um, uh lexi colker She's great. Coker? Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. And uh, the strange thing about this, her character in this episode is she, she's seen it before. So she, she doesn't react because she knows how it's going to turn out. Yeah, she drew it. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen this before. It was in crayon, but it was a really good crayon. And, and it's quite possible that she saw it before when she was 50. Like that's the cool thing about this character is yeah, um, just the whole in and out of the timeline and and living life outside of chronological order. Um, we've talked about that before, but that's that's one of the more interesting time travel conceits that I've, I've come across in fiction, and uh, it reminds me of the character of Merlin. And I don't know if this comes from or where this comes from, but there was a Star Trek novel called Enterprise. And at least I think it was called Enterprise. It was one of the it was the first giant sized Star Trek novel. And the character of Merlin lives life backwards. And so is living life through time backward. And I always found that very, very interesting. And there's another <laughs> another uh, book called Hyperion where there's a character who um she's not living life backwards, but she's losing her memory or like backwards. And so every day she just, it's a point where she's no longer um, her memories are no longer aging with her. So her body is still aging, but her memory is, you know, so after a year it's as if she wakes up and she is a year younger and she can't remember anything. So it's really, it's really interesting way to do this kind of weird time travel antics. Um, so her father is, you know, he's living life forward, but she's now living life 
backwards. And every day when she wakes up, it's a new day for her. But eventually she hits a point where she's, you know, 98. Let's say it happened when she was 50 and she's 98 and she has the memory of what happened to her that day when she was two. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. Hyperion is a novel, but it's actually six or seven novellas that um, Dan Simmons had written and just found a way to string them together. <laughs> and, and then uh, Fall of Hyperion is the sequel novel, and it's its, its own story. And all the, all the six of those characters come together. And it's, it's really well done. Uh, the content warning for that one, but it's one of my favorite books of all time. Hmm. So. Okay, well, I have written that title and the author down. Yeah, um, yeah con- there, there's content as far as violent. There's some very violent stuff in it. Um, but there's also some really interesting faith-based stuff that um, he comes at it from a whole bunch of different angles. And and then there's a one of the most terrifying villains in all of sci-fi history for me. Not for, maybe not for everyone, but for me. So, The Shrike. It's really terrifying. So, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about Talbot then. Uh, he's fighting the brainwashing. He, you know, and Coulson uses it to help him, but uh, this poor guy. And yeah. there was a moment when I was expecting, you know, death and carnage and, and bad stuff to happen to Robin or, you know, to happen to really any of them. I, I I even wondered, is this the point where we're going to lose Coulson? Is, is Talbot going to take out Coulson? Well, we know we have to let Coulson die. Well, I don't have to. <laughs> Yo-Yo might have to. Yo-Yo I'm has not Yo-Yo. to. <laughs> the world is not going to be destroyed if I can't let go of him. Just right. um, Just their fake world. <laughs> so, yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, but is this? I, I almost wondered if this would be the point where where we lose him, but it's not. I'm saving that for the season finale. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And Robin, she's great, but creepy. <laughs> That's the point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Though I do wonder if um, the reason why she is the way she is is because because she lives her life out of order. There's a part of her that is an adult looking through child's eyes. Yeah. Well, and like you said, I mean, the whole kidnapping thing, she's she's looking at some of the stuff that's going to happen after she gets kidnapped, you know, as or or after the attempt anyway, as memory from. Who knows when? And, you know, maybe it's memory from last week that she has, or it's a memory from 30 years ago that she has. And I love this character. I love this idea. Or maybe 50 years from now when Deke is born, because now we have that confirmed. Yes. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if Simmons is carrying deke's mother right now and not deke's aunt because it could be deke's uh you know auntie who you know aunt aunt delilah or something i don't know but um (laughs) or an uncle or an uncle yeah yeah but it could be that that's what's happening here is that it's not deke's mom it's it's someone else and but deke is born 50 years from now so if that is his mom in there then that's a that's a dangerous pregnancy. Yeah. At fifty. Though right now I'm 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 going back to my theory of that um Fitz and Simmons had a ton of kids. Yeah. And it'll be it will be a while before Deke's mother will be born. Which would be really fun if you know I don't know when they would be able to give this to us, but just a flash forward of Fitzsimmons and their nine or ten children. Oh, that would be fun. And they're both, and they're just a bunch of nerds. Yeah. yeah. Doing nerdy things. Well, maybe not all of them. You know, there can be some, some jocks in there and, you know, maybe, maybe one goth 
You know, maybe, maybe, maybe they just, they have the breakfast club. Like they're, maybe <laughs> their, their children are all just from all those different, those different high school groups. And, or, you know, the one football player. And I don't mean American football because they're British. Oh, soccer. but what if he's rebelling? Oh, yeah. He's, I hate you, mom. I'm going to go play some football right now. It's not football. It's American football. <laughs> or as the French say, le football américain. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. I, I do want to know who is the child that she is carrying right now. Because we're going to have to wait. Going to have to wait. Yeah, because I don't think Simmons knows yet. She hasn't indicated. So we shall see. We shall. We shall. All right, so let's move on to Fitz and Simmons then. Because they are okay. fixing the Gravitonium machine. And they try to convince Ruby and Von Strucker that, you know, this isn't a good idea. And that doesn't work. And, and nobody knows enough about Gravitonium to make this work. That doesn't work. Um, everyone you care about is going to die if you do this. And that doesn't work because for Ruby, it's a very long list. Um, although it was interesting. Or, because, or a short list. Yeah, that's right. It's, a, it's not a long list. Um, it was interesting because one of those uh, where the subtitles tells you one line and the off off screen uh, person saying the dialogue says a different one. Mm-hmm. And after she says it's not a long list, um, Strucker says... I hope I'm on it hmm. in the, in the, I think that's in the subtitles, but um, he says it's about to get shorter in, in the dialogue. Hmm. And, and then they go on to talk about things, but um, that doesn't work. They try to fix the machine by putting in parts of it backward so that it would, um, you know, blow up or whatever. And, and that doesn't work. And Ru- Ruby gets very violent and it's not good. And Fitzsimmons get really panicked because she beats up uh, Fitz, but then she promises it'll be Simmons who's next and it won't be with her fists. Mm. So here's where it gets interesting. Fitz and Simmons are just not willing to sacrifice each other. Yeah, they could very easily not fix the machine and and sacrifice it and take one for the team, the team being the Earth, um, because without them, that thing's not getting fixed. But instead, they they both agree, you know, I, I can't let you go, even if it's if it means losing you know the world or whatever. And so they fix it for real. And that makes Fitz and Simmons each other's weaknesses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that's that's no that's no surprise to anyone. No, no, <laughs> it's they not. Would be. <laughs> I imagine that they were each other's weaknesses in season one. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe they're still figuring things out, though. I mean, Fitz had that crush on Sky for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they were friends. They were good, good friends. Uh, seems like Simmons had something for someone else for a little bit too, mm. but yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what to think or feel about these, these two now, you know, where it's, we're not going to leave each other. I understand that, but we're going to fix the machine that is going to destroy the world. Well, and this also proves that they're losing faith in their we're invincible theory. Mm. No, because if they don't fix the machine, they break the time loop and they're no longer invincible. Ah, but don't they want to break the time loop? They do. This is what I don't get. I know. Like, like they believe in the time loop, but they want to break the time loop. And so for fits, it's, it can't be broken. So we're invincible. And for Simmons, it's we're invincible for now, but we want to break the time loop. And the same for Yo-Yo. We want to break the time loop. So we're invincible for now. Yeah. I mean. And then they don't break the time loop. Right. Right. Yeah. Instead, they just go right along with it. Because 
the sure a surefire way to make sure that the time loop changes is if one of the in- so-called invincible people dies. But neither of them are willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Each other or themselves. Yeah. Which, uh, okay, putting yourself in that situation, <laughs> it'd be difficult for me too. You know, and and thinking through my wife or my children and um so i'm watching this and this is one of those i'm so glad i don't have to make this decision (laughs) where i can save the world or i can lose the most important person in my world well that's that's not an easy or good choice Mm. so it's believable but yeah to actually they're they're put in that situation just to ask that question in a way and oh man and this is why we have fiction exactly (laughs) yeah so we can work out these these scenarios without actually having to go through it right right um another place where that's happened recently is lost in space i don't know if you've seen that at all oh not yet it's on my to watch list there's some really good family stuff in there and as they're lost in space and they're having to make tough choices about how you know taking risks and stuff like that i'm asking myself would i do that you know, would, would I ask my youngest child to do that? Would I? And, and it's, it's really interesting and it's really good. It's really good. Okay, I, good. Put it, put it up on your, on your list. Put it high up on your list. Okay. Doesn't have to be at the top, but I'm recommending height. So. Okay. Uh, so Ruby gets in the machine. <laughs> Just, Hi. Yeah. Why not? You know? So what if the world gets destroyed? She's going to be super powerful, right? She doesn't like anyone on the world except for Strucker. But then she starts going crazy immediately. (laughs) And she has both Hall and Quinn inside her head. And it is worse than Creel. And it's, it's kind of funny, though, because the whole thing is... Quinn is in there because Hall wanted revenge and hates him so much and he wanted revenge. So he got, got Quinn pulled into the Gravitonium, but now they're stuck together forever. (laughs) Like I don't think Hall thought it through, you know, Oh man, I'm in this prison forever in this Gravitonium. I want to get revenge. Oh good. Yeah. Let's, let's do the same thing to Quinn. Oh wait, that means he's here with me. And Ruby's going crazy. Well, I imagine if you're stuck in that situation, stuck inside of something like gravitonium, it does make you a little bit crazy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's not at the height of his decision-making abilities. Right. <laughs> because, but yeah, because of the, uh, the gravitonium that, that can get in your head when you're in it. Maybe. Yeah. And I would imagine that Dr. Hall is not the first person to be sucked into the gravitonium. So there might be others in there. I don't know. It'd be cool to find out. But yeah. for now, they're in her, kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just traces of them or what. I mean, for her and for Creel. But May and Daisy, um, well, yeah. May and Daisy go to the Hydra castle or the Hydra. They storm the castle. And when they get to Hale, Hale surrenders right away because Hale wants to save Ruby because Ruby's her daughter. And then Daisy, okay, explain this one to me. Daisy wants to rescue Ruby because possible shield agent recruiter. Huh? <laughs> I I can understand, hey, let's go save this girl because she needs to be saved. Um but she just casually, yeah, she she's shield material, man. Yeah, I think she's jumping ahead of herself. That's <laughs> for certain because at this point I would not want to recruit Ruby for Shield. Uh she could contemplate maybe some sort of deprogramming thing for her, but yeah, for Shield, uh not not as she is right now. And since she grew up in Hydra, I mean that's that's a big risk. Yeah, she's really jumping the gun. Yeah. <laughs> she might be a, a good recruit. Yeah, the reprogramming. That yeah. that could be a good thing. 
But let's see if the reprogramming takes first, which <laughs> exactly. it won't. <laughs> well, she, she's dead now. Right. So. There won't, there's no chance for it now. But <laughs> oh, man, I yeah. just I thought, did she just say what I thought she said? And then I wondered, was well, she talking about Hale? No, she's talking about Ruby. I know what it is. It's the writers giving an excuse for for Daisy to go in and try to save Ruby. I think they're just shoehorning that in. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Daisy is not ready to be director of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. I'm just putting that one out there. And Coulson, yes, your faith in Daisy is well-placed, but not yet. She yeah. will be ready. She has the potential. She ain't ready right now. Honestly, if someone, I know Melinda May has been for a while, she was director of S.H.I.E.L.D., but if someone had to replace Coulson, I, I would pick May. Yeah. I would pick Mac. Mac, really? Yeah, yeah. Just because he's, he's human enough, you know? He's, he's got the human side. I would have Mac and May be co-directors. Oh, that would that would actually work well, I think. She's got the experience and she's got the intensity and and she's got the the drive and he's got the heart. And he would be the one who would be hey, stay back, stay back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's figure See, out something better here. Here's where I have a slight disagreement. I think Melinda May has a lot of heart, and that's why she is the way she is now. Really what it needs to be is May and Mac are directors of Shield and Colson is he's he's like with them both you know he's he's the supervisor of the directors of shield hmm. or a counselor or something yeah yeah or a uh, consultant yes yeah. yeah but he'll be on bed rest exactly but he can yeah. do that on bed yeah. rest after almost dying but not dying in the season finale yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> All right, so uh, Daisy and May and Hale go to save Ruby. And Ruby really needs saving because Fitzsimmons can't reverse the process. And Ruby is going crazy. And Strucker tries to calm her, tries to help, you know? He just wants to go and help the person that he loves. And... I smoosh your head. I squish uh, your head. Okay. During this, that scene, I literally was under a blanket because I could not stand to look at, at the screen because I knew it was coming. That was rough. That it was, was rough. really rough. And, and it was disgusting and horrible. And I squish your head. I yeah. squish your head. Is it, is it squish your head or? Smush, squish, whatever. Smush your head. And then there's also the other guy, and pinching your face, and pinching your face. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Kids in the Hall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great Canadian comedy troupe anthology sketch show. Yes. Yeah. My favorite of all is the Vacation Beard episode. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, when the guy grows his beard on vacation and then it takes over, it possesses him. <laughs> I do not recall that and it one. It jumps off his face and terrorizes the office <laughs> he works in and <laughs> Yeah. It's Okay, things to Google after <laughs> we we're done recording. Good stuff. Good stuff. And the the actors on there they all went off. You you've seen them all in different things. Mhm. Mm um and I think it's Dave Foley. He was actually in Anne of Green Gables before he was in Kids in the Hall. I see. As a possible suitor for Anne. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Oh, that's like the early 90s Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, the old one. Not yeah. This, not this new one that I'm never going to watch. So. Actually, I've been wanting to go back to rewatch re that, that, the early 90s version. Yeah, my daughters love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. When they get sick... It comes out because they're just bedridden or, you know, in, in the couch. and yeah. yeah. And it's all feel good. and It yeah. is. It's just, it's just good. 
good quality, wholesome Canadian fun. Yes. So let's move on though to some less wholesome, <laughs> not so fun. She just crushes his head with her gravity powers. She doesn't want to, she doesn't mean to, but she does it because she's kind of going crazy and she's super, super powerful. And she talks. And her list is getting shorter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who else is there for her to care about? Her mom. And as she tosses Fitz and Simmons against the wall, her mom comes in and is like, yeah, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. And then she's going to do it. She's going to kill people. And Yo-Yo comes in and Yo-Yo sees the person who took her arms. Yo-Yo sees that Ruby has gravitonium powers. Ruby sees that the Destroyer of Worlds is there. And then Ruby uses her superpowers to do the Yo-Yo thing. And she bounces in, bounces back. Ruby's neck is sliced open. She cut Ruby's throat with her own mm. weapon. Again, under blanket. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. And that's what I said is I, I think I had missed something that was going on there. And I was just, oh, man, what's going on? What, what happened? And and I didn't. It's, it's the way they cut it. You know, they, they wanted it to have some ambiguity at first where you didn't know or ambiguity ambiguity whatever but uh they wanted you to not be quite sure what's going on and and yeah uh, you killed her no i saved the world i again somebody is making the hard call yes and it's yo-yo and she thinks she broke the loop no the loop is not broken she knows how to break the loop. Don't save Coulson. Well, there's that. But if you break the loop before he dies or before he's going to die, hmm. then maybe you don't have to follow that advice. Again, future Yogo gave her exactly what she needed with that one line. Let Phil Coulson die. And that is not what happened here. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. Right. Which is why I am absolutely positive, plus the three episodes that are coming up, that she has not broken the loop. Plus, okay. yeah. Uh, we will get there. We will get there. But, um, you know, I, I said we aren't going to have much listener feedback, but there is one bit of feedback that I did receive from Agent Stewart when he watched oh. this thing. And he said... Tigger's not so bouncy with this episode. <laughs> so It was a depressing episode. Yeah. Yeah. And also very little to give anyone hope that Thanos is going to be a part of things in, in our show. But, Yet. Right. Right. But very little in this episode is what I'm saying. Um, Unless you I, want to talk about that tag scene, but now. Well, Sure. Let's save it to later. Okay. All right. All right. So Yo-Yo, she's got blood on her hands. Good thing for her. Um, her hands are made out of metal and she can wash them easily. But Take them off, get new ones. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these, she, I don't know. I, 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 one of the interesting things that they might be able to play with with Yo-Yo now is was she really thinking I'm saving the world or was she more thinking she's the one who took my arms? And was she clouded by the fact that this woman, Ruby, actually took her arms? Would she have made I the same decision if, if that hadn't happened? I think it's a little bit of both. But considering that they know what's going to happen to the planet and what infusing the gravitonium into a human being could possibly do. Again, she made the hard call because I don't think Ruby could easily be talked down. I, no, I realized no. that they were trying to <laughs> no. they were trying hard to talk her down and I don't think it was happening. So Ruby floats up into the air and explodes into energy into something I don't know what but she's gone she's vaporized unless she's there's not there's a pulse hmm 
there's a pulse, a, a gravitational pulse, I guess. Yeah. You would say. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, oh, no, there's a pulse. She's still alive. Oh, no, not a heartbeat. I mean, like yeah. a field. Because <laughs> well, I was wondering, well, where's yeah. her heart? But um, no. no, she does have one. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> I, I do wonder though is is it possible that she would um, just pull herself back together or or something? Uh, is this the last we've seen of Ruby? Good it's question. possible. It's possible in a sci-fi setting. You know anything sci-fi fantasy setting, especially like this, where we've got yes science fiction troping or uh, trappings, but not necessarily science. Um, you know, with gravitonium, she could pull back together. Possibly. And maybe be an even worse destroyer of worlds. I've also wondered, is Creel going to be the physical form of graviton? Well, Ruby is right now. Well, well was. Well, we don't know. She could be completely vaporized. She could have been pulled into the gravitonium. Yeah, I think if she is, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's if, if she's dead, then something's going to happen with Creel. It only makes sense. Yeah. If she's not dead, then she's going to become, you know, reform and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine um, and and become this monster gravity ghost thing. I don't know. Which actually, a monster gravity ghost sounds like a really cool hmm. villain for something. Hard to defeat. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which you would need someone like like Daisy to counteract. Yes, exactly. And that's yeah. the other thing that we haven't talked about. Is there's the video footage of Daisy leaving the Quinjet. <laughs> Here's the problem. It's still just footage of Daisy walking off the Quinjet. Right, but we haven't seen that happen yet. Like, well, they, we haven't seen that, but she's seen, walked off. She walked oh, off the yeah. Quinjet in this episode. Uh, yeah, didn't well, she? okay, a hundred times in episodes, but we haven't yeah. seen where that footage was taken from. True. And they haven't said to us in you know the visual language of filmmaking, "Hey, <laughs> this is that." And, and so that is also something that is tied to the end of times and we haven't seen it yet. So we are not done with the destroyer of worlds concept. And I, I'm, we, we have not saved the earth yet. I, I think Yo-Yo thinks she might have saved the earth, but the earth saving is yet to come. Of course not. It's going to happen Thursday night, or I'm sorry, Friday, <laughs> in the theaters, not on the small screen. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, but there's also another situation that's going on right here on the on the small screen. I'm just not quite sure if I, I'm now at the point where I'm unsure whether or not moving the the release date of Infinity War is going to. I, I don't think it, it does line up with the TV show up anymore. We're just going to have to wait to see what happens and to see a reference that, oh, Thanos is coming on Agreed. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Stuart and I, uh, we did talk about this on uh, a couple days ago, uh, shortly after he finished watching this episode, and he's like, you've turned Eeyore on me. Not quite. I'm somewhere in between, <laughs> I admit. But I'm still very enthusiastic about going to go see uh, Infinity War in a couple of days from now as we are recording. Yeah. And I did find this episode title interesting because all of the hashtags have been Road to Infinity War. And, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that that started with like a studio hashtag. It wasn't I don't, I don't think it was people doing that i think it was a marvel thing and this episode is called all roads lead hmm. all roads lead to infinity war maybe 
Um, actually, they've I've seen them change episode titles. Uh, one of them in particular, which I found interesting. Uh, I won't I won't discuss it until that episode is released. Um, but I have seen them actively change the titles of upcoming episodes. And um, the decision to move the movie and to move um, episodes because of the Olympics, that gives them enough time to tweak things. Um, if you go back and look and you understand, you know, it takes about six to eight weeks to from shooting an episode to release um, at bare minimum. Um, there was some availability in there um, for them to tweak things so it would line up properly. We just have to wait and see. We've got the movie yep. coming. And so many, many, many people are going to be seeing the movie uh, on Thursday or Friday. And then they're going to <laughs> stream Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Saturday, uh, which is more than likely what's going to happen to me. I My plans are all just plain wonky now. Um, at least they were going to be. But we are going to be, while we're at the conference this week, um, my my staff and and my my fellow um, pastors, we're going to be just we'll go to the final seminar on Wednesday, and then we will be taken off to go and see this movie late show um, or Thursday rather, and then um, I'm just excited to see that obviously, and then we'll see what happens with with our show. Oh, so you are seeing it on Thursday night? I am. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure I was going to. Um, Okay, cool. But, but the conversation we had is still valid. It's sad that you have to see the movie opening weekend. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get spoiled. Because, um, <laughs> but doesn't, isn't that actually kind of clever on ABC and Disney's part? Because you have to, to understand what's going on in the TV show and vice versa, you have to go and see it opening weekend. Well, with – and we've talked about this before, but with Winter Soldier, it was amazing clever. Yeah, and and with this, we'll see what happens. We we don't know how connected it will be. I actually waited a couple weeks to go see Winter Soldier, and I was actually with Agents of Shield. I was not confused. No, they um, they built it up nicely, and they 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 explained things very well yes. in Agents of yes, Shield. They did. The what's what's goofy about it is, um. Just the way that it just upended the TV show. Yeah. Like suddenly the TV show's main uh, reason for being Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s dead. What do we do? Well, <laughs> we're not dead yet. <laughs> and, we're getting better. Yeah. I feel happy. Yeah. Okay, are we going to do another episode where I'm counting on the – when I'm listening back, I'm counting how many things things we reference? Um, it seems like it already – yes, we have done that. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Uh, the one thing we have not referenced yet is Star Trek. We referenced it earlier. Did we? You mentioned the book Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, Star Trek Enterprise. The uh, yes. the giant-sized novel. It was Enterprise, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because that giant-sized novel was ended up being the title of a series, you know, 10 years later. And then – Another giant-sized novel that they did was Final Frontier, and that ended up being the uh, name of the the movie. Um, yes, they had nothing to do with each other, but uh, it ended up being the name of a movie. So, yeah, yeah, good times. I remember reading those Star Trek novels and just being so excited when I get one. And they did that first hardcover one, Spock's World, and that was like, ooh, a hardcover Star Trek novel. Hey. When was this? The 90s? Like early 90s? 80s. Late. 80s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was still learning my ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, you know, Dick and Jane books for me at that point. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you grew up and, and you, yeah, sure you missed the, the original run of those novels. Yeah. Honestly, there's so many of them. You didn't miss out on a lot. Okay. But my friends, we would all buy different novels and then trade them around and, and let each other read the others. And Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That was high school. 
But I think back to uh, we need to get back to this episode okay. here. Um, the the tag. The Hale, tag. Hale calls Orson. Hale um, calling Orson. Come in, yeah. Orson. Honestly, when I saw this episode, I was so emotionally wrought. Just, I, I was in such an estate um, from everything that had happened within the previous 10, 15 minutes that I had very little enthusiasm for this tag scene on the first watch. On the second watch, I was a little bit more tigger. Okay, so in what sense? Tigger in the Infinity War sense that I'm constantly fighting with Stuart about or Tigger in the... I'm just excited to see Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. I I, I have given up. I I feel like the wisest thing for me to do, the Christopher Robin method, is to just be excited that Infinity War is coming out and quit trying to figure out how it's connected and just see how it unravels. Thank you. Okay, Stuart, you were right. You I are not Eeyore. You are Christopher Robin. I am Christopher Robin. Yes. You're going to be very zen about this. <laughs> there it is. Yes. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Stuart. <laughs> I am going to get some text messages later. I know it. <laughs> so the theme of this episode is summed up in Ruby's line when she says, Ah, you two are adorable. I ship it. I really do. And what I mean by that is there is just a whole lot of love advice in this episode. Things to do, things not to do. For example, you want to save your significant other from being killed by a psycho with a a bladed throwing weapon? You you fix the machine. That's what you do. You do that. Things not to do. Don't lie to your significant other. Lock up your significant other. And then leave them locked up and and run off and and go kill people. Yes. Things to do. Be open and honest. Don't be like Colson, who can't get anything out. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's just, you don't, you, you don't do that. And another thing to do, lemons. Yeah. You, you just try and find some lemons. They're a good source of vitamin C. It's, it's a great way to fight off scurvy <laughs> in the future. Or kidney stones. That too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the theme of this episode. Love advice. Actually, if if um, Deke really did leave the lemons in her, on her bed, I know she would be very confused at first, and then he would have to explain it, and she'd be like, oh, okay, this is a little awkward, but I understand now. Yeah. She I, would understand. Uh, I don't think she would appreciate. This is the episode where I am just done with Deke. I am just like, okay, you have, you are, have hit my max limit of tolerance He's hardly in this thing. He's hardly in it, but he's annoying throughout this entire episode. And, oh, gosh. Well, I think what really got me was um, the indication that he had apparently bathed himself in in body spray, which is disgusting. Uh, And that's very Axe body spray for a teenager. Yes. Okay, so, so here's what they're doing with him, though. You know, now that he's come back into the past... He has to relive adolescence. Yeah, but... He never got to go to junior high. So how is he supposed to know the appropriate amount of Axe body spray to put on? True. But he's not exactly the same Deke that we saw in the first part of of the season. I kind of miss that Deke. Even though he was betraying them in the first part of the season, I kind of miss that Deke. I do also miss that Deke. That is a very different Deke than what we have here in this episode, for sure. Yeah, and that's what really bothers me is it, it's it's less that he's annoying and more that he's a completely different version than what we saw earlier earlier this season. 
Fair point. Fair point. Yes. Yeah. But I like Deke. Unfortunately, he has grown on me. And I say unfortunately because I didn't want to like Deke when he was doing these things here on Earth. But it it grew on me. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, the longer you're with someone, they're either going to you're either going to like them more or like them less. He wore you down. He did. Mm. He did. Unfortunately. Okay, Christopher Robin. Three more episodes. We'll see where it goes. We we will see. Well, no, four more. Four? This is, is episode 18. Yeah. Oh, yes. So 19, 20, 21, 22. We'll see where it goes. Other big question. Will it be renewed? Yeah. Which, which, if it doesn't, I'm okay with it. And if it does, I'm, I'm, I am thrilled. I agree. I, I'm, I'm with you on both those counts. I, I really want it to be, but if it's not, as long as they're able to do what they say they're doing, which is that the season finale could serve as a series finale, which is the way you should always do it. Yeah. Unless you are absolutely certain that you have been renewed. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why they should be doing the renewing maybe a little earlier <laughs> and not wait until the last episode of the season airs, let alone is filmed, written, shot, all that stuff. I have a feeling that they know already and they're just waiting to see if they can hype it up a little bit. Well, and with Infinity War, if you're going to hype it, that's the time to hype it. Yeah. Or maybe they're waiting for, you know, to allow the tension to build properly. Because if you know they're renewed for another season, then you know everybody's going to survive. Or most everybody. But even in this state, there's still a potential that not only is Coulson going to die, but everybody could possibly die. Anybody and everybody. Going to pull a Blake Semen, huh? Yeah. That'd be bad. Yeah. We we talked about that. But with, that's an extreme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember which show it was, but we talked about how one of, there's a showrunner who they got to the end of the series and they didn't blow up the ship. And the reason they didn't want to blow up the ship is because if you blow up the ship, it's all done. And it's a pretty significant ending. Why come back to it then? Why would anyone come back to it for reruns or for because, oh, they're, they're dead. The ship is destroyed. And I feel like they aren't going to do that with this. I feel like this is going to end. I know you don't like it, but I actually, since I wasn't a huge fan of the season finale of Angel, I love the ending of that show. I think it's brilliant. Where they wrap up everything and then they say, but the fight goes on. Yeah, um, that's that's where I don't like it because that ending to me was very ambiguous. They could have died or they could have lived, which if you've been following comic books, they do live. Right. But I just love what the ending was saying without being a fan of it. (laughs) So I wasn't like wanting another season. And so when I watched the, you know, last half, I watched the last half hour of it. Just why not? It's on TV. I'm flipping channels. And then they get to that final two minutes of it. And it's just, there's no win. What are they going to do here? They're just going to run into the fight. And I just love the way it just kind of says and signifies the fight goes on. We're not done. And, and so to me, ambiguous, yes, but they aren't all running into battle and dying. They are going to run into battle and they're going to keep on fighting. And yeah, that's what I like about it. And I feel like we could get something like that with, with, with shield as well. Yeah. All right. Well, and then who knows? I mean, maybe if this is the season finale, maybe we could see them in future movies or TV it, shows or TV shows. It, it still opens up a potential. Mm-hmm. Well, that is our episode for today, then. And I want to thank you for joining us. And I want to thank you uh, for those of you who went to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash welcome level seven. And um, we have, we now have four patrons and we're getting close to being able to get that soundboard to 
make things run a little bit smoother here uh, as we were recording episodes and stuff. But I want to thank you for that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Samantha, you have any any words for people before we close this down? We have four patrons now. So we have Andrew Adzi. Jeffrey and Trent. Jeff and Trent. Welcome, Trent. And yeah. thank you. So thank you, all uh, all four of you, for supporting our podcast. Yeah. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. Hey, Daniel, I hope you're listening to this episode. And, um, you know, sometimes I think people might feel like we are a little antagonistic uh, toward each other. And the truth is, we are. We are. And I feel like it's not a bad thing because, you know, we've got a we got a good thing going. We've got a good relationship. And, and some people are thinking, well, who's who's this Daniel guy anyway? And he, you know, he and I, we, we founded this thing together. We're like the parents of Welcome to Level 7. And, you know, sometimes parents don't get along, but we still appreciate each other, love each other. Um, but I, I, I just have to say, Daniel, sorry, bro. Apparently, I'm incapable of expressing my feelings or letting people take care of me. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is Light Fantastic by JS Earls. You can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. MX. And once again, thanks for listening. All right, that's it. That's our episode. Go see Infinity War. What are you doing listening to this podcast right now? You should go see Infinity War. Go do it. Get your tickets. I have mine. Do you have your wait? You don't have yours. yet. I do have mine. You do have yours. I do have Excellent. them. We, we got them today. We figured it out. Yep. Awesome. So go see it. Yay. Yeah. Nothing else. Also, oh, wait. There also, is something else. <laughs> there's one more thing. It's just crossed my mind. Okay. Okay. So the hidden location of the Hydra bunker, Hydra Hogwarts, as I prefer to call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the Appalachian Mountains. Now, where is that? I don't know of an Appalachian mountain range. I know of an Appalachian mountain range. <laughs> I've never heard of from... the one you're talking about. I just yeah. the other one is the one I've heard of. The Appalachian, the Appalachian mountain. Uh, it's Appalachian. Ask the local. It's Appalachian. Ah. Uh, and it yeah. goes from Georgia to New York state. The state of Georgia to the state of New York. It's about a thousand miles long. It covers, let's see, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Car- a little bit of South Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia, Pennsylvania, possibly, I think, maybe Ohio, but definitely New York. I mean, that's a lot of ground to cover to ambiguously say it's in the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian Mountains. Anyways. Yeah, but this is a show where they found the location of someone using <laughs> a child's crayon drawing. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it's an alternate universe. So Exactly. Where people still mispronounce the name of a mountain range. <laughs> well, is it mispronounced if more people pronounce it that way than don't? Ask the locals. Even if the locals pronounce it one way, if the majority of the people pronounce it another way. Well, the majority of the people are wrong. Very, very wrong. I, I'm just asking. I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just asking you, you know, and it's clear what you think. About it. <laughs> I'm just. So.
I will not make that mistake in front of you ever. Okay. Mainly because in front of me. Yeah. Mainly because <laughs> I just never ever talk about it. So Okay. I like going out there and hiking. It's a really beautiful part of our country. So Yes, but instead of going out and hiking and getting exercise, you know what you should be doing? Getting tickets to go and sit in a theater and eat popcorn. <laughs> well, I have my ticket. I'm just waiting for Thursday to get here. <laughs> Although, I, 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 you know, kidding aside, one of the bonus things we're doing for our patrons over at the Patreon page is actually tied into some of the stuff I'm trying to do to get more healthy. Because um, I'm watching Marvel anime as I'm exercising in my living room uh, on the on the Wii Fit. I did hear that. Yeah. 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 So go see the movie, eat the popcorn, but get some movement too in your day. Yeah. So. And you know what you could do to get some movement? Go to Appalachia. Well, no, well, you can just, you know, just walk around your neighborhood, but you can listen to our podcast. You can listen to Welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Oh, yes. That's actually something we should have mentioned earlier. Yeah. Road to the Infinity War right there. All the movies in these half-hour snippets. And, yeah, it's good stuff. And there's some new voices on some of those episodes, and that's kind of fun. Yes. And, yeah, they're all recorded. I'm not sure if they've all released as of the time of this recording, even though I'm the one who actually uh, does the releasing. But I set it up a long time ago, so. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Samantha. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Talk to you later. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Godspeed. Good night. Or 